I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day folks and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under or anywhere in the world for a new segment Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome to Season 4 of the podcast. Firstly, I'd like to give a big thank you to all my amazing guests on the show for Season 3 and a big thank you to all my listeners. I hope you have been enjoying the content so far. To help break in the new season, I figured it was about time to talk about me, your host of the Encounters Under Podcast, and give the listeners a little insight to who I am, what I do, and my role in the UFO community. Also, just a reminder that everything I say is of my own opinion, and I take everything from a critical, logical analysis. I'm not here to discredit anyone's experiences, but I am here to try to give people the credibility they deserve when sharing their encounters by trying to rule out misidentifications and giving more credibility to the sighting. So I hope I don't upset too many people, to say the least, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, g'day guys. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, that didn't go to plan. I hope you guys can all hear me pretty well. Um, I can't hear myself for some right, reason. Whoa, there we are. Okay, I'm working. <laughs> Look at that. Jesus, we got to go. Um, unfortunately, the, little, uh, the warm-up intro thing, I didn't really work too well. So I hope everyone's doing well anyway um yeah look it's been a while since i had a bit of a hiccup so um i hope you guys can hear me through on youtube all the bloody uh facebook there's and what's going on and whatnots and um yep good all right, all right getting the feedback here thanks oh that's awesome great um so look guys um tonight i'm just gonna go and talk crap and talk a bit about myself here and there and um basically yeah wherever this goes tonight but i'm also giving the opportunity for you guys there to go and join me tonight so i'm going to be throwing this uh link in the uh into the comments here so if you guys want to join me uh for this little live chat here by all means come and join in there it's going to be going through Streamyard, so i'll throw that there and 
everyone should be seeing that link there in the comments section there. If you guys want to join me for a chat on here at the moment, doing a bit of a, bit of a, uh, bit of a test here for a live talk show, talk back sort of um, stream, I suppose. But um, first off, I'm going to sort of talk crap about myself there and give you a bit of an insight of like uh, who I am, what I do, and what I do in those in the uh, UFO community sort of things. I wouldn't consider myself too much of a big researcher on the whole topic, but um, I do a bit. I take a bit of a part into it, a bit of interest and whatnot. So anyway, um, for those who don't know who I am, I'm Anthony Goodall. I uh, have grown up a little bit in there in the UFO topic there, had a bit of interest in the whole alien and UFO agenda. And whilst it was nothing major as a kid, uh, we sort of had a bit of like a bit of a curiosity of what's out there in the stars. Like you go out there at night time there, see the th hundreds of stars in the sky at night time, you just wonder what's out there. It's, you know, that, that mind of curiosity. And um, so, yeah, it, it sort of really sort of planted a little bit of a seed there. And then it wasn't until my old man had an experience there. Um, you can also check out the the previous podcast. I think it was season one there. I had the old man on there and talking about his experience there. So he um, he had an encounter there with in regards to uh, seeing a UFO going from one star to another star and using it as a bit of a checkpoint. And basically he came in rushing in and and going, oh, yeah, yeah, just seen a UFO, and that sort of scared the crap out of me a little bit. And because um, I'm thinking, well, you know, we're getting invaded by aliens here, and that's the whole the whole topic of aliens sort of really scared me. And so, um, but anyway, over time, they sort of got the interest there, you know, obviously the old man's saying something, so it's like, well, something is actually really out there, you know? So it's like, well, what's going on? And it wasn't until a bit later on in my later years there, probably um, maybe, oh, we're going about seven years ago now, maybe. No, it would be longer than that. Jeez. Eight years ago. I think it was about 2015, 2016, where I actually had my first real proper experience of something that was unknown that I couldn't really identify. Now, uh, this is probably about 11 o'clock at night time. It was probably January, I think, January, December. I can't quite remember the dates exactly, but I, was, I was at Noshis because I work in the mines. Um, I was operating the trucks at the time and cruising along the top of the ramp there because I was loaded. So the things cruise up about 10 k's going up the ramp. So they're pretty slow. So you'd be chugging along, going up the ramps, and you're like sort of looking around, you're sort of window, licking windows and whatnot. And anyway, I see this orange, two orange orbs, one sort of side by side, sort of looking in a bit of formation, one in front of the other, and one a little bit behind it. So it's sort of following the formation. Now they didn't do anything spectacular, nothing fantastic in that nature. Um, all they did was going from a northwest to a southeast direction. So, so from the northwest or the westerly direction, heading southeast, somewhere in that sort of direction there. And uh, they just kept going in a straight line, a uh, straight path. Didn't veer off or anything like that, just, yeah, straight, for, straight formation. And there, the, there was no navigation lights, nothing to really sort of help identify us. I remember it's like night shifts, 11 p.m. No navigation lights that you expect from a plane. And all I'm thinking is I'm seeing two fighter jets here with no navigation lights, and I'm seeing the two afterburners. So to me, I'm just thinking, oh, cool, fighter jets. You don't see that every day or whenever because like it's very rare to have any sort of military jets flying over a mine and you do get the occasional planes so that's where i thought i could have been playing of some sort but yeah military crafts it's still yeah it crossed my mind but it, it was interesting and so i jumped on the two-way and i'm sure to try to get everyone's attention on the pit there at the time and go oh yeah come check this out you know the see if you can see these things they're flying across unfortunately no one on the two-way they saw them there but it wasn't until later on went in for a crib smoko lunch break a bit later on there I got in with a few of the boys that were down there at the time and told them about the these two crafts that I could see. 
And I was saying, oh, you see them like the what, like two fighter jets or something that flew over the top of us because that's pretty rare, you know. You, like don't see fighter jets ever. And basically, um, they're like no, 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 that they weren't fighter jets or all that. Like we don't know what they were, but all we saw was two orange lights. They just fly straight over the top of us, and like you know, they're far enough away from the pit, so you're not going to get machinery noise or anything like that. So you can hear a plane, no worries out there as well if a plane does fly over the top of you. But um, being fighter jets, well, from my assumption, like you're definitely going to be hearing these things out of the machinery regardless. Um, so it left the the um, the mystery of what these two objects were, and interesting enough, I still can't figure it out to this day. So obviously, there's a bit of a buzz there going, "Well, what the hell are they? We're trying to work it out. We can't rule out any possibilities." Basically, like you know, what can these things be? So the the end conclusion was like, "This is still unidentified, unknown." And whilst yeah, it didn't do anything spectacular or amazing, it just um. Just, yeah, it just really leaves that a mystery. And I'm still thinking in my head, you know, there's got to be fighter jets, but I've never heard of fighter jets going into a silent mode and just cruising down to the end of the horizon. Like, the whole experience probably lasted maybe, like, three minutes, like, watching these things from where I got it and all the way to the end of the horizon. So they're hooking along pretty well. But, again, nothing spectacular to go and really sort of raise the assumption that these could be something that's uh, above our known capabilities and technology. Um, so, anyway, that, that sort of let, um, left me sort of, buzzing and got the interest like oh yeah, cool i um, need to go and start looking into this a bit more deeply you know and it's like it's quite interesting and um one of the crewmates there he's um he's always had his own experiences there i want to get him on the show but he won't come on because he's a he's a he's a wuss <laughs> he doesn't want the attention but um yeah so we got talking in there and like um we got we joined other facebook pages there and also stuff and you know we're always seeing things that weren't really convincing enough to say they're alien we're always seeing like misidentified objects like you know insects or a lens flare and all sorts of stuff there and then we've seen a lot of people just taking the piss out of people they're trying to share their experiences there. and you know just saw one you know just taking the whole piss out of the whole topic in general which sort of really got me frustrated then i saw like hey about we how about we start our own facebook page try and create a bit of a safer environment for people to go and share their experiences there, a bit of their interests or something they might feel they might have captured and go and share it with us without trying to get too much of the ridicule, you know, keep the trolls away, keep the idiots away. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to do. Uh, it's very time-consuming. So it makes it difficult in that in that regard. But anyway, so then um, we obviously created the Australian UFO Sightings Orphos page. And um, obviously, it's just gone absolute haywire. Um, we've got over 31,000 members now, which is absolutely incredible. It's been going since 2017. So it's absolutely incredible. Um, turns out to be the, the largest UFO sightings page in australia which is a great achievement and over those years there like obviously there's a lot of misidentifications there trying to explain to people and all sorts of stuff um obviously you get the old ones there who sort of feel like you know what they feel captured is genuine ufo but it's like well sorry but like you've got nothing that's convincing to really say otherwise but um going on you know like it's been great sort of interacting with people and that sort of nature and like talking to the people and teaching people about ufos cameras and other misidentifications and sort of stuff like that and it got to the point there where i wanted to start talking to people and lo and behold here's this podcast here and talking to people on here and talking about their experiences there because i feel to that like for this um i feel this is much better than looking at photos of something that's not very convincing because you're hearing it firsthand from these people uh yeah with their own experiences there like that i've actually seen something that actually does defy our sort of known capabilities or even logic in that matter when it comes to something in the sky. Um, 
so yeah, here I am doing this podcast, and um, I'm gonna, getting you guys here joining me, and it's absolutely fantastic. This is what I love. It's it's absolutely amazing. I'd, I'd love to go and get more people on the show, which I want. So yeah, but by all means, guys, please do share this out. I really want you to share this out so I can get some more experiences on here, and um, hopefully um, keep, keep bringing this content to you because it's absolutely amazing content. Because um, like I said, like you know, the, the listening to people's encounters is uh, the the best part of this whole thing. Because there's obviously something going on out there that we don't understand, and we want people to sort of get a realization. That's that's my passion, you know, getting people to understand what's going on out there, and get an idea. So, because like, what? Who's to say we know what's going on besides the government, of course? Like, you know, they, they've got their own little secrets, their little undergrounds, and all sorts of stuff. There's stuff going on there that we don't don't know of, and yeah, it's absolutely just amazing stuff. And I. I I feel like the UFO community is sort of sort of getting on the better side of things because you know the whole uh, the topic is being a lot more spoken about. There's been less ridicule about the whole topic now. People are becoming more understanding, but it's also got it's um there's downsides too where um you know some people are too busy or no sorry not too busy but they're not uh observing or they're not looking into things deep enough to sort of understand what they're actually looking at on their own behalf to sort of try and uh, explain something that's explainable. Uh, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, everyone should know what's in the skies at the time. Like, But I'm just saying, like, you know, there's other ways to go about your own research to try and figure out what something is. Like, Google's a great source. Um, there's other ways to, like, sort of figure out, like, oh, like for instance, okay, well, let's go, um, I'm going to go and start going through a few easy misidentifiers. So for one being an easy one is a lens flare. So that's easy enough. Um, obviously, it's going to be on your camera. And if you have a bright light source in your photo, nine times out of 10, you're going to get some sort of reflection of that light source acting on your camera's lens. And people don't really take notice of what's actually on their screen moving around, which is unfortunate because it's pretty obvious when you have a lens flare on your camera. And they're just there bopping away, taking pictures. And next to me, you have this little blue or green orb to um, that, you know, that, that made the question go, is this a UFO? What is this? You know, and and uh, you can try and explain to someone, go, look, you got the bright light source there, and you know, it's it is that lens flare there, you know, because it's the bright light source. You can flip the camera, uh, invert it, and flip it, and all sorts of stuff to go and sort of give a rough idea of where the source actually is. And some people just don't want to believe what you're selling, like, you know, they go, no, 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 it's not a lens flare, or some people just don't understand what the lens flare actually is, but still want to call it a genuine UFO, and it's not, um, which can be quite frustrating because you're trying to explain to someone there. And um, I guess that's the, the frustrating part when you're sort of a bit of a researcher, or analyst in that nature, there, like, you've got the knowledge there to go and try and analyze something to explain it, but the other person on the other end doesn't want to acknowledge that or receive the, the information that you're giving. So that's an unfortunate part on that regard, but nonetheless, um, it's a learning lesson for everyone. And um, I can get, I'm go a few more. I should have written a list here on uh, what I should have done for um, easy misidentifiers. But another example is there, you've got the other uh, Starlink satellites there. There's the um, satellites there following along in a train, one behind the other. And, you know, people think we're getting invaded by aliens. Now, these things have been around for the last bloody four or five years now, these Starlink. And it's been on the news. It's gone through new Facebook feeds. Like, surely everyone would have an idea now what Starlink actually is and what it looks like on a a fresh release of Starlink. 
Um, because you're gonna have 50, 60, 70 odd satellites all following in the one direction, same speed. Now, if these were uh alien UFOs, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be following each other each other in the uh, in the same lines and the same train. I'm pretty sure they'd be in some sort of military formation of some sort, you know, something that's a bit more <laughs> questionable. Um, but that's that's one of them at least. And then you got oh, people misidentify Venus and other planets there. You got Soraya Star that goes on the horizon there. When it gets really low on the horizon, it just twinkles really bad. Like even some of the other ones, like um, Antares and um, a couple of the names of the others were near the Orion um, uh, formation there, the stars. Because um, like you know, you got the optical illusion there thanks to the. The, the atmosphere so similar to what you get with the moon how it gets enlarged from the, the lower is on the horizon the larger it looks until it gets to the far in the sky and then it loses its optical illusion so a similar thing happens to the stars except we've got a bit more atmospheric distortion and the stars of the light going through the atmosphere and twinkles even goes absolute hardcore um beautiful uh, to me i feel like a sarai star looks like the space police that's how bad it, that's how much it's twinkling so um we're going on that one there so um Oh, guys, come on, give me some easy ones. I'm <laughs> coming mind blank here now for um, some some um, easy misidentifiers. Um, insects is another one there. It's a, that's um, all about perspectives. So when it comes to regards to insects, the closer it is to the camera when you're trying to take something of, like, say you're taking a um, a photo of a background, like, say, like, you're looking at the hills or something, like you're taking a photo of the hills or clouds or something like that, you know, and... The camera is focused on the distance, so everything in the in the distance there is nice and clear, looks great, until this little teeny tiny little bug wants to be a pain in the bum and go close to your screen. So I'm going to give you an idea here. So here's going to be a little crappy little phone, a little phone case here. So you can see this right. So you're taking a photo, right? This little teeny tiny bug. I think it's just about that big. So for the guys who are watching this, uh, listening to this on the audio file, I hope you can hear me all right. Uh, I've got my phone here, and so look, you've got this little bug about one. Two centimeters long, basically. Your average fly, something like that. It's going to go really close in. So this is probably about maybe a foot, two foot, maybe half a meter away. Can't even see that because the camera's out of focus because the screen going is going all haywire. So it's going to go about there. So your your camera is focused on the on the scenery at the back there, and everything that's close in is going to look blurry. So little flies like that doesn't matter. Like anything within two meters is pretty much going to be out of focus. Um, just to give you a bit of a rough idea. Um, so that's a constant thing that happens all the time there when I'm analyzing images of these, you know, possible insects. So if people want to go and call me UFO, yep, sure, but it's most more than likely an insect being captured at that right time. Um, you know, okay, okay we, we understand that uh, from UFOs, they can go at hyperspeeds, like I'm talking about alien UFOs. They go like at phenomenal speeds that we can't even see at the blink of an eye, which I understand. And just by chance, you can say, like, oh, yeah, my camera just took that photo and it was just going through that one frame. Um, you know, it can, it can be a, a, an assumption, but nine times out of ten, it's going to be an insect. One reason being is it's out of focus. There's nothing there to really give it any structure. And unfortunately, you know, it's um, not going to give any credible evidence of an actual alien UFO craft because it's completely out of focus and does not give that detail that you need to go and really claim it as a uh, alien ufo um so uh i'm just going through the comments here so joanne uh took a photo and a video yesterday late afternoon and it was a plane question mark with a trail behind it heading towards land at a 40 degree angle 
So that's another easily uh, misidentified one there in regards to that, which is I'm getting really confused here with um, people's knowledge and looking at the sky when it comes to planes here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical on anyone or offend anyone. But, like, surely everyone's aware of contrails. Uh, you've got the exhaust fumes from planes flying over all the time. So now you've got to take into account that the atmospheric pressures, temperatures, all sorts of such stuff there at certain levels of the height of the, in the sky. So your most common sort of contrails are going to happen around about 30 to 40,000 feet, a little bit higher, because that's the most coldest areas in our atmosphere. So you can be watching a plane. Um, you're not going to get the detail because it's very far away, so it's going to look like a bit of a tic-tac. So that's where people sort of misidentify it and think it's a rocket or the tic-tac UFO because you're not getting the full detail. You might be lucky. You might get a bit of the uh, wing tip here if you're lucky, but cameras are struggling to go and capture it unless you've got like, something with a great... No, it's not pre-recorded. This is, <laughs> it is, this is live. Um, so... I'm having a lot of arguments here with people um, in regards to these contrails. So uh, your camera is going to have a hard time trying to pick up the the plane details because, again, it's not based on trying to zoom in on something that's so far away. Um, it's going to start becoming a, a perspective for the camera. It's going to get blurred up and it's not getting that detail from such a small, tiny image. Um, so in regards to the the actual contrails, the trail, everyone seems like they want to say they're rockets and such, but no, they're not. Or they want to say they are um, cloud seeding, you know, chemtrails. Well, that's going to be another one. So <laughs> now I'm not not uh, saying chemtrails aren't a thing; they are because there is a such thing as like a cloud seeding and such. But not every plane that you see in the sky is cloud seeding. So in a sense. Contrails are in somewhat a chemtrail because it's an exhaust fume. So I'm, I'm starting to go on a bit of a rant. I'm losing myself. Sorry, guys. So, so bear with me as I try to explain this. Um, so what's happening is the contrails, you've got the different temperatures in the atmosphere, right? So where these guys are flying around 30,000, 40,000 feet, it can be extremely cold. So you're looking in the minus degrees up there, um, depending on what sort of season is, depending on what the temperatures are, uh, and also what sort of... Um, I'm going here like, yeah, I said, I think I said pressures. I'm losing myself now. So basically, what's happening is like you've got temperatures here in one spot here, you've got thermals, right? Uh, one spot here is going to be like, say, like we'll say minus 10 degrees or something like Celsius. And that's freezing point. So the, the moment the exhaust comes out of these planes, it's instantly freezing. So these clouds are then turning to ice. So the exhaust fumes are turning into ice particles and they're staying frozen. And then they end up sort of turning into a cloud. Now, these can stay around for a long time depending on temperatures. Um, you can see these things cruise along for miles along the whole horizon. Or you, if you're lucky enough, you'll see where it's, excuse me, it's got a trail and then it stops. And you think, well, what's going on there? Now, this is what we call a thermal pocket, which is where a normal, uh, a warmer thermal pocket, where I say it's probably more about 10 degrees, maybe 15 degrees, but sort of something that either way, the exhaust fumes are now melting to the, like they're not freezing at all in that point in that pocket so so you see the contrail just end all of a sudden and you see the, the plane continue on until it hits another cold pocket and it starts freezing again and you'll see these little pockets along the way if you watch it long enough um it might be lucky enough to hit another pocket so, so you see them contrail no contrail another contrail no contrail basically um so that's contrails so I hope everyone's got a bit of a gist of what's... <laughs> I hope I'm explaining it well so they get a bit of a gist of what's going on. So not everything is a 
chemtrail on that nature and not everything's cloud seeding because you can go and check it out on the flight radar apps uh, which are a free download that you can check out what kind of plane that is and they're usually a passenger plane going from Brisbane to Sydney or wherever you are located they're going to some sort of destination now obviously everyone understands passenger planes they have a weight limit they have fuel limits they're not going to be carrying barrels of chemtrails to be going dumping that out for cloud seeding just for the sake of it cloud seeding planes are specially designed they have sprays on their wingtips um, designed for these barrels you can even look up google up a cloud seeding plane you'll see the whole plane is gutted out and it has um tanks full of these cloud seeding chemicals or whatever they're using um to go and try and cloud seed and control the environment which is i, I feel cloud seeding is a horrible way to do things um it's you know it's human nature to want to play god and they want to go and try and make things give things the advantage for humans there and create rain and drought driven areas and such like that which is i look i understand why they want to do it but i sort of feel that uh, mucks up the the nature of the environment as well so uh, the world knows what it wants to do it does what it wants to do and that's one of the reasons why we uh like you know we're getting these wicked well this is my opinion this is why we're getting these massive uh extreme temperatures you know like uh, over in america getting these massive snowstorms and such like that we're getting large hailstorms and whatnot uh you know it's messing with the environment's climate basically i feel um also to go to add to the um to these chemtrails uh, not chemtrails contrails um they do sort of play a part in the environment uh, as they because clouds sort of help create warmth uh, it insulates the area that's in so clouds insulate the heat which then creates the environment which will then create storms and rain and such like that so in a sense these contrails do play a little bit of a part on that not a great part so they will create their own sort of uh, temperatures underneath that help create rain and also that's a common sign where you are going to be getting a bit of rain um so if you're seeing these massive contrails in the sky you're probably on the in the, due for a bit of rain in the next few days or a week or so so um just just so you know that yeah obviously temperatures are changing but also um you know you're probably seeing the the so footage or like you know these massive contrails i think it's probably over in america like in canada and sort of stuff like that where they've got these like circling contrails um that's uh you know that's because it's extremely cold over there they've got snow probably like all the the snowy environments there where there's a lot of air traffic that you got planes coming through that's creating these contrails other than their flight paths so uh, i've got a hidden user here uh, even the snow in america looks fake seen it on youtube i can't really comment on that one there as i hasn't seen the snow i'm not really sure what you're referring to so i'm, so, I'm sorry man, i haven't seen the uh, video on that one there um but yeah guys don't forget you can also go and check um uh, if that link's still there somewhere i've Hit that StreamYard link there, guys. I'll uh, put it on there again. And if you want to get in the live chat here, get in the live chat and have a chat, share your experience, um, talk about the topic of the UFO topics there, um, whatever you want to talk about. You talk about the show even, and talk about your opinions. Just whatever you want to feel like on the topic there and um, talk, share your encounter, share your experiences, share your opinions. Um, love to get in, in here and have a chat and have a bit of a talk show sort of thing here going on. Um, so, yeah, basically... Um, Look, as my years as uh, analyzing images and talking to UFOs and such a lot, I've I've got to admit I have been copped a lot of flack over the years in regards to like you know giving my opinions and uh, feedback on people's experiences that and the images that they or 
the footage that they show me. Um, unfortunately, that comes with a role. It can be very um, abusive in a sense. Uh, you know, people are told me to go and get fucked. Sorry for the kids that are listening there. You know, don't know what I'm talking about. Um, even though, and it's like, who asked for your opinion anyway? It's like, well, you shared me the content anyway. You want my opinion on this thing. I'm trying to help you out, man. Because, um, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you that it's an alien craft just for your own ego to go and say, yeah, I captured an alien craft or something. Because if you don't have the evidence there to really show me that it's an alien craft, then I can't really agree with you on it. Because nine times out of ten, I'm sure everyone has um, seen it throughout Facebook. You know, on all the UFO pages, people are sharing out of focus images. There's a speck of light in the nighttime dark because the camera can't pick it up. You know, nothing that's really convincing to sort of really go, you have an alien craft or something that's defying our technological capabilities. So. I'm sure you can all agree with me when I say this, that, you know, there's nothing convincing out there. So why should I be telling you that you have captured something that's of an alien phenomenal nature in that regard? So, I'm, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to um, discredit anyone's experiences and such, but sometimes when it comes to footage and such, it doesn't give the evidence needed to go and help back up your what you've seen. So for me, I personally, I, I hold on to your word more than I do the footage because your word has the detail to sort of give evidence to what you've seen, whereas the footage doesn't because cameras are horrible. They don't want to show us what we, what we want or you don't have it. So unfortunately, in that regard there, um, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't want to work. Um, so, yeah, I've caught a bit of flack over the years and I just I, I sort of, uh, for me personally, I feel, sort of feel like these images or people sharing absolute crap, like, you know, like, uh, trying to share in contrails, lens flares, or out-of-focus images that is more likely an image, I sort of feel like it's doing a more of a discredit to the whole community. Um, and it's not um, only because people who are already non-believers on this whole topic see this there, and it's nothing convincing to them to go and say, well, you've got something. So that's that's why I sort of feel like, like I'm, we need something more convincing when it comes to footage. So don't be just sharing your, you know, willy-nilly little out-of-focus pictures or some little speck in the sky. I know it's trying to, like you're trying to capture something. If it does something for normal, then yeah. But you have to try and use um, base points, like use something in the footage there to try and help you. Uh, something stationary like the edge of the house or a car or something. Something that sort of like gives an idea if there's any movement. And then you also got to try and give the the detail on top of that as well when it comes to uh, like what direction it went, you know, times, dates, locations, what kind of movements, how many objects were there, what did the object look like from your perspective because the camera's not going to give us that sort of idea. And you know, there's a lot of things to sort of throw in there, but at the time you're not going to be really thinking of that, which is the hardest thing because, you know, it's all gone within probably, you know, 30 seconds if that, and you, you don't even have time to look at your phone or you're not even sure it's worth taking out your phone in that regard because you're not sure if you're going to capture it with your phone especially if it's nighttime because nighttime footage with cameras is absolutely horrible um so yeah look I, i'm not trying to discredit anyone's experiences here or what they feel they might have captured here but it's, again like i'm saying it's just um it's a, it's a hard thing to sort of really be convincing when it, when you want some evidence on this whole thing um because like you know obviously everyone's got their own opinions on this whole thing and what they feel it might be 
but that's why I try and encourage everyone to sort of be really critical on what you've actually seen or what you captured. Try and rule every single possibility that you possibly can to try and help identify what it could be than to what it is. And <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a frustrating topic on my on my um, experiences. And like as much as I want to help people to try and you know bring out their experiences there and such like that. Um, Unfortunately, the footage at this point is um, non-convincing and so So that's why I'm saying I, I hold on people's words better than uh, actual footage itself. So obviously um, some things come up a little bit uh, questionable in there when it comes to footage. But again, um, yeah, I'm sort of going on a little bit of a loop here, guys. But um, So we'll go into the, uh, into the comments here. Um, I'll get to the field and disclosure will happen this year. I'll get to that one in a minute, Joanne. Um, Damien not has some great footage. Look, he's got some stuff there, but again, it's not convincing enough to really point out that it could be alien or something of that advanced technology. I haven't seen all of his footage, but there's nothing for me to say like it's really convincing because again, like he, he's not really adding the detail there, like um, like you know the time frames or such like that in that regard, or the, the detail you know to try and help explain what he's captured. He's um. It's really hard to sort of go, like I was saying like before, you know, it's really hard to try and capture something with a camera because it's always out of focus. This is a little blip of light. Um, it could be a lot of, it could be anything. Um, so, look, I'm, again, I'm not trying to disregard Damien Knott. Um, he's done a great uh, service to the whole UFO community itself there. He's probably the, the prince of UFOs when it comes to Australia's <laughs> sort of community. Um, so, like, yeah. Um, but again, look, that's everyone's everyone's own personal opinions in that matter. Um, so um, yeah, um, uh, what do you think it has done to the community that some people make fake UFOs? I absolutely hate fake footage. It does my absolute head in. Um, I get so angry seeing them. Look, people want to say, look, it's artistic and whatnot. It, the part that annoys me is when they say they like, oh yeah, we saw a UFO and this is real footage. You know, it to me that's an even bigger. A bigger um, discredit to the, the community, and it makes us look stupid in that matter. Because like then, but then you get the people that don't even believe the fake videos, the CGI. It's like, how can you not see this as computer generated imagery, or someone's taken the piss out of the whole thing? There, like I know some things aren't obvious to some others, but um, I absolutely hate the things how uh, these CGI videos or even that stuff they were trying to say they're seeing these UFOs coming from the moon and stuff. All that's like, ah. Oh. And I'll, I'll go a little bit on that there because, um, all right, let's put this into perspective, right? Okay, so we're seeing these fake videos there from of these objects flying over the moon and such. You know, they're trying, they've, and yet they're pulling up these objects with some pretty decent detail on these objects. And, okay, the moon's hundreds of thousands of miles or kilometers away from Earth as it is. And, the moon, in contra and context, is about the size of Australia, um, from what I'm aware of. So this, the moon's quite large in its own sense. But from that distance away, you need to go and put things into perspective here. And yeah, sure, we've got some telescopes that can do some great jobs and get some great uh, close-ups of the craters and such and great detail. Now, if you're seeing these crafts flying over the moon, casting shadows over the moon and such like again, now I'm pointing out that the moon's about the size of Australia. So you need to have these crafts flying over the moon, casting these shadows. It's got to be about the size of Sydney 
or bigger to be able to even cast a shadow onto the moon from that perspective, like that close to the moon. You know, it, it uh, it's just the, the the common logic behind it, common sense behind it, and people are going to say, oh, yeah, no, that's legit. It's flying over. It's like, no, like these things have to be absolutely massive. And, you know, if these things were that big in general, like we should be seeing them quite often flying around space and such because of how large these things are um, in that perspective. So um, it's, it's extremely frustrating when it comes to some of the footage you see through Facebook and that and like um, just the people that just want to believe it. Like, oh, God, I'd love to be able to believe it. Um, but it's just, yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, everything is fake and everything's a bit of a joke to everyone there and they, it's a bit of a clickbait and they want to go and make money out of the damn thing. And unfortunately, that's how it is. And for me, I, I try not to... I'm not uh, judging anyone who makes money off this topic. Like, I don't know, people, you know, people have their time. They want to get paid for it, which is great, but uh, it's not something I sort of feel like is a topic to go and really sort of make money from, um, like, especially when people like go and charge and people to go out and do like a CE5 event, you know, or something like that, or something of that nature, you know, going out and it's an event and going, charging people to go to it. Like, it costs people to go and drive to these locations, you know, it's going to cost people food and that. Um. Now, um, for those who have been listening, like following the podcast quite often, um, would know that I did a an event down at um Lake Bondurin, uh, in November last year. I think it was November, October last year. Um, I had people turn up. I charged people in that regard, but that was only to cover food costs. Um, that was about it. You know, that was like a share thing. So everyone would go and pitch in for food. And that was it. I made no money out of it whatsoever. Actually, if anything, it cost me more money than it was. So that's the only reason why I'd charge money for people to come to events like that, um, just to go, you know, halvesies in food. So that's, to me, sharing the cost is quite fair. Otherwise, bring your own food. Um, anyway, enough about me. Um, UFO Lou on YouTube has some good footage. He's Australian. I'll have to go and check that out. I might have seen it before, but I'll check it out anyway. Um, thanks for that one there. Um, Lana, I've tried it everywhere to find good footage of what flashing drones look like at night. We need to get more reference for them. Uh, there should be a few of them, but it's good telltale sign of a drone. Most of the time, they'll have a red or green flashing light on them. Um, pretty much the same navigation lights as what you'll see on a conventional aircraft. And sometimes they, have, I think they have the white strobe light on them as well, but you'll generally see a white or red light on either side of them, depending on which side you're seeing them from, uh, from memory. Uh, Big B Media has got you. Got to understand that people are stupid to begin with. Yes, I understand that. Um, you you imagine if the truth comes out, mass panic, the the ignorance. Look, I like to think uh, there'll be some sort of panic for if we were to get some sort of um, disclosure of the truth coming out. But I think everyone will be starting going for the you know the bread, milk, and toilet paper. I think that's where the, <laughs> the panic will be going for, um, as we always do. You know, typical human beings: toilet paper and milk and bread. I don't know why that's the uh, the go to, but. <laughs> It, um, it's um, quite silly. But anyway, I can't... Uh, why are you being all anonymous there, Facebook user? Why aren't you coming up? I um, hope you're the same person. I uh, can't stand fake buggers too. Uh, one day I'll jump in live, buddy. Not tonight. My kid's next to me asleep. Sister's in the other room sleeping, but obviously I'll jump in live. Yeah, no worries. Look, um, if you want to come in and share experience, by all means, come and contact me and message me through the, uh, the Facebook page there. And... Um, yeah, talk about your experiences there or team talk about the topic. But um, but yeah, guys, if anyone wants to jump in right now, like I'm here right now waiting for some people to jump in here, trying to be able to talk back radio show with you. 
if anyone's interested, there should be the link there in the comments there if you can catch it. Um, I don't know if I can pin this or not. No. Um, that's that thing there. I don't know if you can actually click that link there, but um, by all means, try and get onto that and um, hit that link there and join me. Uh, love to have you on and have a bit of a chat and do a bit of a talk show, radio show. I was trying to do a bit of a um, a call up phone call link in with a phone number and all sorts of stuff, but it didn't quite work for me. So I need to go and look a bit deeper and try and get something organized in that regard um, so I can actually try and do a bit of a talkback radio show. I'm not great with um, streaming and stuff to like when it comes to the programs and whatnot. Um, so if, anyone, if anyone's got any ideas on how to do this sort of stuff and really set it up properly, um, please um, help me out here. I'm horrible in this, in this nature. So um, I can do things quite simply, but um, yeah, <laughs> again, it's just um, one of those things that's sort of catching me out, which I thought would have worked, but it's not working. Even like even the little, little intro warm up thing, I didn't want to seem to work for me. So I'm not sure what's happened there. Um, so where we go? Where can we go from here? Um, look, there's heaps of different theories out there. Um, oh, so actually, we'll go back to Joanne's comment there. Do, do I feel like disclosure will happen this year? Well, sort of to, to begin with, when we sort of got the the uh, news article there from New York Times there in regards to the Nimitz and the Tic Tac, you know. I sort of feel that was a that was a breakthrough in regards to a bit of a disclosure. Um, that sort of led it along a big way in that regard. Uh, it got a bit of a bit of airtime with the media and such like that. But did it get the attention it deserved? Not really. Um, I would have thought there would have been you know some sort of a panic going. Well, okay, what's in our skies? Like, why everyone should have been asking questions? Like, what are we? What are they? Who are they? But no one seemed to really give a shit and. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, th I think I've got my time frames here a bit mixed up. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, it was a couple of years after the New York Times there did their article in regards to the, the Nimitz and the Tic Tac UFO encounters there that the US government sort of jumped in and because I couldn't deny it anymore, you know, because the, the, there was already broken out, the evidence was there now, like, you know, uh, in regards to the footage, it was leaked. So the, I think it was like 2019, I think that's when the government actually. US government came out and came forward saying, yes, we acknowledge that there's things in our skies that we do not understand and are defying our technological capabilities. Um, we're not sure who they are. We're not sure if it's Russia or China or what in that regards. So correct me if I'm wrong, guys. It could have been 2019. Or it could have been earlier. I'm not sure. But I sort of feel around that time there, it was around the COVID time. And, you know, everyone was too busy uh, worrying about themselves and COVID and such. You know, the world was going in the pandemic. It was going to shit. So everyone was concentrating on that. And when the US sort of brought out admitting to the, yes, we are seeing these UFOs, we're going to call them UAPs, that no one gave a shit because they're too busy with COVID. Um, so it just got cast in the shadow and just didn't get the attention it deserved there either. Um, to me, I sort of found it, uh, you know, people would have been questioning it again. You know, go, well, okay, if the US military is admitting to these things flying around their ships is flying around in our airspaces. It's all over the world. Then why sh shouldn't we be concerned about this? You know, it should have been a bigger concern, in my opinion. Let's try and figure out what these are. Obviously, we've got evidence in the past of the you know UFOs flying around, flying around uh, nuclear sites and such. Um, got public encounters, experience there, their sightings as well to go by. But yet, a military, a U.S. government admitting to this. You know, it's even got into U.S. Congress there as a, a topic. And yet, still no one in the world bloody cares. And to me, that's sort of frustrating, especially like, um, you know, Australia doesn't want to get involved in this. UK doesn't want to get involved in it. 
You might get a little bit of a chit chat here from the other countries there, but no one in the world seems to want to be really going, hey, look, this is what we've got. We're not, no one wants to present the evidence that they have because surely like, they'd have some idea or some sort of capture of the, their interactions with these objects. So like, why is the rest of the world in hiding and letting America take over this? It's extremely frustrating. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I've had some uh, great, uh, great guests on the show and getting their opinions on the whole matter in there and um, obviously go through there and check it out. I can't remember by quoting their opinions, but to me, I feel it's very frustrating, especially from the Allies side of things, Australia and UK with America. Like you would think that they sort of be getting involved in it and Australia wants to keep their head in the sand and go, we don't want anything to do with that. We, we don't know anything about it. Uh, well, we do know something about it, but um, we're not going to say anything in it because we don't know. So to me, that's extremely frustrating. And I, I I sort of feel like we had like a bit of a disclosure in a sense, but it's not at the same time. And now with these Chinese balloons that have come out, it's sort of put us back to square one because we were getting away from the, the stigma that was attached to the whole UFO topic. You know, people were sort of sort of acknowledging the US admitting to the, uh, the, the, the governments and that admitting to it. And yet now these Chinese balloons here, they're calling them UFOs, uh, UAPs, and even though they weren't didn't do anything phenomenal that we're aware of from going by their reports on it, um, you know they just called them UFOs. The next minute, everyone's just jumped on the UFO topic with it and call them Chinese balloons. So now everything's a bloody balloon in the sky. So we're sort of back to square one with everyone as a laughing stock. So thanks to that, and I think it's a pretty good tactic from America's side of things. They're probably, whether it's deliberate or not. It um took the pressure from the public hitting the American government up about the in regards to the UAPs. You know, it took the pressure off because now everyone's laughing about it. But you know, you got some great people out there still hitting the American government up and trying to get the the disclosure out of you know a bit more evidence out of them. So in in that sort of the opinion there, um, do I sort of feel like a disclosure will come out this year? I I doubt it. I sort of feel like we're still get being dripped drip fed and going from other podcasts and um, other channels there that I've listened to in the past, you know, nothing seems to really want to be coming out now. They've got nothing that they'll want to share. They won't be showing any more footage or anything in that regard as, as, I'm, as far as I'm aware. Um, I could be wrong, but that's from what I'm hearing from the rumors there. From I think it's from uh, John Greenwalls from the Black Bolt there. He's doing an amazing job. What he's doing, they're trying to get the evidence out of America there with all his... Um, Freedom of information. If you haven't checked him out, go and check him out. He's absolutely awesome. He's got some great details on there. But I'm pretty uh, from memory. I got a letter. He, he read it a letter that he received from from them that there's going to be no more evidence getting left uh, brought out or, or footage, I should say, in that nature. So um, yes, I guess we'll wait and see where it goes. Hopefully, the U.S. Congress can sort of put more pressure on the military governments, the DODs, and all sorts of stuff, and get something more genuine and more convincing because that's the that's, that's the frustrating part for me. I sort of feel like, especially like when the, the US government military admitted to these UAPs showing footage of it, it's all in infrared or it's all always in, um, you know, in the military cameras. Of, I've gone on my mind here now, infrared and the, the, the um, what's the other one there? I can't even think of it, you know, the black and white one. I think it's infrared and then you've got the night vision ones there. But anyway, you know, this. It, it's not showing the detail it needs to be. There should be two cameras on there. One's infrared to sort of like you know help pick up the image itself, and then the other one needs to have a full like you know two thousand pixel bloody detail of and with a ten thousand zoom capability basically 
to sort of see what we're going up against, you know. I still feel like that's the that's the sort of footage we need. So, but um, even uh, Lou Elizondo reckons we've got the footage there. Like, so it's like, all right, if you got that footage there or like pictures there of fucking of these crafts in high definition, show us. Why are we so afraid to show this this footage? Um, yeah, okay, we might get a bit of a a panic or it won't be a pandemic of nature, but it might be a panic on. Okay, shit. All right, we do have something that's not us. Um, but I sort of feel like we will sort of adapt to it pretty well, you know, because these things have been around for thousands of years, hundreds of years, or, you know, have, well, it depends on how deep you want to get into it. But yet they haven't even attacked us. They haven't done anything. They might have a little bit of interaction here, maybe a few abductions here and there, whatever they're doing with the abductions. That's a different topic. But nothing's really to say they're hostile in that nature. So show us the the the, the images show us the footage um so oh, anyway i'm going to shut up for a little bit and go through the comments here and uh read the comments here uh do you think ships cloak um this is from big Man big b media do you think ships cloak and roam around me and mrs have it uh, sorry um yeah, i'm gonna read that again do you think ships cloak and roam around me and the missus have had encounters and we where we live has had high numbers of people reporting UFOs. Um, absolutely. I feel that like they do have a sort of a cloaking capabilities there. Like even now we sort of have a, a bit of a sense of cloaking. Obviously these guys are far advanced than us, so they've definitely got some sort of technology there to go and sort of cloak themselves. Not to mention they, um, well, they could quite possibly be interdimensional. So they're sort of passing through another dimension maybe. I don't know. Um, it's all guess here because having this topic is an assumption and guesswork. Um, anyone who claims that they know what they're talking about in these, or is an expert on this sort of thing, I feel like they're talking to their ass because like, no one has an idea what these things are um, and what their capabilities are. They're just uh, going by secondhand, um, uh, secondhand knowledge. Um, so, yeah, look, I sort of feel like definitely they are um, capable of cloaking and um, hiding themselves very well, especially like clouds and such. You know, they'll, they'll use anything. And it's sort of uh, get on the perspective there of like, you know, they're camouflaged, like you know, humans are only have a certain amount of uh, color intake. You know, they're, they're only perceptions for a certain amount of colors. There, they could have used colors that we can't even see in that regard. So, like their camouflage is well beyond our capabilities of seeing, um, whether it be cloaking or a different sort of color that's not that we don't even know of. Uh, going on big movies. Wallen Dilly, look it up and when you get a chance. 80s, 90s, and even today. All right, Wallen Dilly, I'll definitely check that out when I get a chance. Uh, Julian's asked, uh, what's your opinion on Westall? That's, um, I'm hoping to get Shane on in the future, uh, in the, the investigator into the Westall encounter. I'm hoping to get him in here on the show in season four. Um, to go and talk deeply into this here and get his um, opinions on it. Obviously, everyone's seen uh, Ross Coulthard's show there. He's um, done great coverage on that. Um, they've probably sort of got some idea on Westall. But um, I sort of feel like, yeah, Westall's going to be the biggest cover-up in Australian history when it comes to the UFO sort of phenomena there. Um, just the way things sort of went down, you know. Obviously, things were easy to sort of cover up back in those days. Um, especially, you know, threatening teachers there with their jobs, you know, telling kids to go and shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, the thing that sort of sketches me out a little bit there is like when the, the kids sort of went near the, the craft there and passed out and, you know, they moved the family on somewhere else and put another family in the house saying they never lived here or, or spoke a different language in that nature. Like, you know, it was, 
um, you know, and the kid went missing, never seen again, which Ross Coulthard's pulled up in the in his second one that um in documentary there. Um, but you know that, that was supposed to be a um, you know, around the fire rumor that one, a bit of a spook spook theory to it. So it, look, oh, by all means, like in all honesty, I thought like, government's really covered that up really well because um, obviously there's no evidence after that, no reports in that nature, nothing's found. It was just a really well covered up encounter um but yet still so many witnesses they're claiming they're uh what they're seeing so that's um yeah i also feel like yeah it's that's genuine it's it's got to be there's too many witnesses there that's going to say it wasn't um so we've got back to mr anonymous here or mrs anonymous sorry i forgot you his <laughs> facebook user the anonymous uh the pyramid of the pentagon was a good one with the two eyewitnesses captures on their phones i haven't seen the footage there with their phones but uh Going by that footage there with the, the, the pyramid UFO, um, it was strobing. So to me, I sort of feel like that's um, it's got to be a plane of some sort or at least some sort of aircraft or a drone in that nature. Um, also going with the, because it was a night vision one, you got the the uh, the sensor cone, which is um, some night visions do have a, a shape to them in the lenses there or the sensor lens. It's hard to describe because in the in the technology that helps with the night vision, sort of the, to bring in the light. Um, so uh, trying to think of his name now. Um, sorry, guys, I'm in the mind blank here. Uh, Mr. Debunker, you know everyone's got a. <laughs> I can't even think of his name. Why? Um, guy over in the UK, there he's um, always debunks the UFOs there, and he's everyone sort of really gives him a lot of flack for it. Um, which honestly, I, I feel he's he does a lot of credit to the whole UFO community on that nature. Um, I can't think of his bloody name. I hate that. I do these shows and I have his massive mind blank. So I'll go and talk to someone out in the public there and I'll be going, oh, yeah, this guy, this person here, and this name here, and that blah, blah, blah. As soon as I do the shows, mind blank, gone. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, what is his name? Oh, I'm going to have to go search him up now. Sorry, guys. It was definitely come up here in a minute. And, um, it's 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 like I said, like what I was trying to say before. You know, it's really good to be really critical in what you've seen or what's even been shown through social media. Don't believe everything you see. Don't just go, oh yeah, no, it's definitely a um, UFO or whatever. You know, it's got to be real. There's so many different things to go and sort of, um, sort of uh, analyze to get an understanding. So I'm sorry, guys. I hope I've done a bit of dead air time. This is a great opportunity for you guys to go and try and get in here and be a um. Be a little bit of a call-in guest on my show here. Can you get that link there, guys? I'd love to get you on there. Um, I'm hoping I can try and get this guy. I need to try and track down. Mick West. That found him. Mick West. Now, um, obviously, some things he probably does things a little bit wrong, um, I sort of feel, but he does a really great way of explaining the how easily it is to sort of misidentify something, especially with cameras and um, digital imagery. Um, because he explains it, he recreates it. Um, you know, he does a fantastic job. So don't don't um, disregard him when it comes to identifying or misidentifying something there, because he can really do a good job and hopefully explain some stuff. I'll try and get some um, footage there, uh, some links there of his videos there explaining some stuff because he does an absolutely fantastic job. And I feel he sort of needs to be held a lot more credibility to what he's doing to the UFO community because. Like I said, you know, people are easily believe something that's 
misidentified. You know, it's calling that a UFO. Uh, excuse me. Um, and the way he explains it, he, he's trying to point out the fact that, like, you know, not everything is a UFO. Don't believe it to be a UFO. Um, again, analyze what you're seeing, and this is how you can do it. So, um, anyway, I'm going to shush about that one, then go to the next comments there. Uh, anonymous users gone fuck the government the peoples in canada are far more convincing exactly that's my that's my thoughts exactly too and that's why i sort of do this show get involved in the whole ufo community because i want people's experiences there to be held more accountable you know for their experiences like people have got come on the show here and they've got nothing to to gain from doing this they get no fame they get no whatever's uh you know it's only their um Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think they've got more to lose than anything um, on that matter. So, yes, yeah, for me, I sort of feel like that's why I want to keep reaching out and getting more people's experiences there to go and show the world that, you know, the people are seeing these things. People are experiencing these things. They're having something that's, un- that's unknown. Um, that we don't understand is out there. You know, these things are real. And so, yeah, uh, again, that's why I do this. This, this is my passion because I want to bring the reality out to the world and get these uh, these non-believers, these skeptics, <laughs> to realize that, you know, there's something happening out there. Um, don't be so closed-minded thinking that the, um, the world you see as it is normal is the world itself. There's more to it. You know, because people are seeing ghosts. They're seeing cryptic sort of, Yowies and weird creatures roaming around when they see him. Um, yeah, obviously the, your eyes play a bit of a trick, or can play a bit of a trick on your eyes. Um, weird things there, or you know, different perspectives and whatnot. But you know, when they they can see proper full detail of what they're seeing, you know, that, that's that's where it's convincing. Uh, where they're seeing something paranormal or cryptid in that sort of sense. So there's definitely some sort of weird things that we just don't understand. There's a whole new universe. Uh, so going back to Christopher, I think the talk of UFO, UA, UFO, UAP, I think it's trying to go for, 
was so taboo for so long and this is the damage it has done on the people. So now when USA talk about it saying, yes, UFO, UAP are real, uh, people just don't care anymore and it's sad. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I sort of feel like when, you know, we actually do get that high definition footage or image of something that's convincing that they, um, they've captured, I sort of feel like people will probably open their eyes a little bit more, but I don't, I don't feel like we'll have a massive um, outbreak of a pandemic or, you know, people panicking. Um, I just feel like they'll just go, all right, um, we want more information on this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Uh, going back to a miss, uh, going to anonymous here. I reckon getting bored of dots in the sky footage. We need aliens now. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree on that one too. Like, I'm getting sick of seeing stuff here. I, I, like, I used to comment there going, look, there's nothing convincing here. Um, what you're trying to show me, like, like, and like, especially when like they show you like a, a a video of a little dot in the sky, and they think it's moving. It's actually you and the camera moving it, and um, it's like know the difference between hand movements. Like, like you can hold your camera, you can hold it as still as you want. You're still gonna have that little bit of a handshake. Doesn't matter how good you think you are, you're still gonna have that little bit of a movement with your hands. And like people go and try and claim that as the object moving when it could be stationary the whole time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sort of sick of them, especially when it doesn't have the detail, like you know, the time, dates, locations, and the detail and what it did and what how many were there, what what it looked like, all sorts of stuff. You know, detail to me is crucial when you want to try and show the world that you've captured a potential UFO. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking genuine UFO, not just something that's unidentified. Because like, I understand unidentified, unidentified flying object because it's unidentified. We don't know what it is. But unfortunately, the way it's gone over the years, UFO has got the the um, the assumption attached to it that it's an alien craft. When you know, because when you hear UFO, you immediately think aliens. Thanks to uh, news and you know other programs and sources throughout our years growing up, um, you know, UFO is always regarded as alien. But obviously, yeah, unidentified is unidentified. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, like it's a fair point um, on that regard. Uh, go get a hillbilly. Jordan, thanks for joining in, mate. Uh, why would aliens come here? Um, that's that's a really good question. Whether they are coming from a distant galaxy or a different system, um, that's a, another question itself. Um, obviously, we don't know that. In, well, obviously, other people claim that they, you know, they're, they're coming from other star systems or galaxies in that nature. Whether you want to hold the truth in that opinion, that's up to you. Uh, I can't disregard it, discredit it, because it's not happening to me. I can't say otherwise. Um, it's more of it's just a matter of opinion to yourself, really. Excuse me. Um, like, um, where are they coming from? That's the biggest question. And <clears throat> I sort of feel like, uh, for me personally, like, when you look at it this way, humans have been around for what? 10,000 years, 20,000 years, something like that. I can't remember exactly when. Now, throughout that time, apparently we've been like throwing sticks and rocks and, you know, been really uncivilized throughout thousands of years. So, what happened in the past thousand years that we've all suddenly or past 1,000, 2,000 years to sort of become civilized 
and then we sort of jumped along in the ages there where we're sort of like doing swords and you know still using spears and swords and whatnot and arrow bows and arrows whatever for a good 1500 years and then all of a sudden we've started again advancing into the the um industrial age you know we say get into uh combustion combustion engines and all sorts of stuff and then all of a sudden we just boomed and suddenly got microchips and cds microwaves all that sort of stuff you know all, all that stuff that just happened there in um what was it 1949 was it uh, when was roswell roswell Help me up here, guys. Roswell. Um, I sort of feel like after Roswell, we had a technological boom. Bang. We, you know, it, microchips and stuff like that, you know, computers started coming out, you know. We just went like tenfold. And it's like, how can that suddenly be a thing? Like it it took thousands of years for us to even get to, you know, combustible engines, steam, and I was like, 47, thank you. 1947, I was close, I wasn't too far off. Um, you know, to to get to that breaking point, which is boom, to where we are today. So I sort of feel like, to me personally, in my opinion, I sort of feel like we're a bit of an alien ant farm. You know, they've sort of been watching over us, whether they're from a past civilization prior to when we sort of were in our own Stone Age and our own sort of uh, civilization now. You know, it's quite possible that they were a... Civilization in the past that was well advanced and something happened to the earth or for whatever reason, you know, they had to go and escape and, you know, they're doing their thing. Um, and then they're sort of like, you know, survivors or whatever, you know, or they come back down and sort of planted some random humans here and go, well, let's see how they go, you know, plant these little seeds in the earth and see where they go. And obviously, you know, things probably went a bit too slow for them, you know, like, 10,000 years, like what the hell were they doing? What were we doing for 10,000 years or whatever? And so then they got to that point there where, um, you know, civilization started getting a bit broader, um, whether because we got more populated or something like, you know, because it was a bit, whether they scattered, like, well, obviously, yeah, because we've got different um, races around the earth. So they've obviously planted different locations around the earth and watching how we evolved and whatnot. And obviously, as we got more populated, you know, we started interacting more with each other. Um, that could be a um, a whole theory to it, and then to you know to sort of jump into where we like you know started building pyramids, we started having these temples and all sort of stuff building up. Um, was that you know we were even like uh, you know you see like hieroglyphs or um, sort of ancient sort of texts and that talking about these things in the skies, all these weird beings and you know sort of treating them like gods. And sort of worshipping them in that sense. So it's like, well, where do we go from that? And so, like, there could possibly have been some sort of interaction between these beings and us in those ancient civilizations. Um, then to obviously get to the point there where we're obviously going world wars and whatnot. And, um, you know, then after the World War Two, they sort of decided, like, well, if it was deliberate or not, you know, Roswell crash, got the technology from that and boom to where we are today. So I sort of feel like to even go, like, get to um you know you look into tesla as well like you know lots of stuff as well there's there's ancient technology that's there that just sort of got cast aside or was put down because of greed and all sort of stuff i'm sort of going a bit roused about what here so so bear with me guys i'm trying to um come up with a theory of like you know the whole whole thing but um 
yeah, whether they're from a galaxy or not, interdimensional, could have been from a previous uh, civilization uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago for the prior, like, you know, uh, the, um, you know, the, the world sort of had a mass climate uh, explosion or something, you know, something that uh, world-ending uh, event, you know, something in that nature where it just wiped out all civilization. So, um, obviously, who knows? We don't have that sort of information. Everything's all based off theory. So, look, it's, again, it's all on whoever's well, on your own opinions. Um, so, yeah, don't forget, guys, you can still get in here on the links. There's links should be there in the uh, the comments there. I'll throw in a new link up there. So, if someone wants to join in there and throw your opinions in, get in on it. Um, hope that works. And um, so, going in on more of the... Um, the comments here, so um, Hillbilly's gone. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep going from where Hillbilly left off. So, why would aliens come here? Um, yeah, obviously, I'm not really sure. Maybe he's saying food, possibly. I don't think so. Definitely not food. Um, resources are a possibility, but then again, like there's not really been evidence of them taking evidence, uh, taking resources in that sense. So, yeah, I sort of doubt that as well. Um, however, we are way out, of, way out of the way in the galaxy. Um, definitely. So, uh, um, but again, like you know, they're advanced, tech, advanced uh, civilizations out there. Who knows? Um, it's one of those things. It's just universal evolution. Who got there first? Um, Anonymous is back again. Just wondering if you had a UFO encounters like from the eighties. I would like to be under hypnosis, only because I remember it like yesterday. But I know that there were missing pieces to the sighting, most definitely. Um, yeah, look. Um, Got to be careful with going under hypnosis there to try and recall your experiences there. Um, obviously, depending on the the um, expertise on the hypno hypnosis, just the person who was doing the hypnosis. Um, obviously, because they can plant the ideas into your head thinking that you might have been doing something. So they have to be really careful with their words. Um, so be careful with that one. Um, got Mary Rodwell, who's really good for that sort of stuff there and helping out there. I know um, Lana in the comments there, she's talked with um, Mary in regards to that, uh, with her experiences there and that, and she's had a fantastic experience there with Mary, which um, is another one I'm going to try and get on the show there at some point there, which will be absolutely fantastic, get a bit of insight for her. Um, but you also check out another episode there I had on the podcast. I had Harry on here. Um, he's a hypnosis as well. He's a UFO researcher in that sense as well. And we talk about the whole um, hypnosis topic as well. So go check that out. It's um, in the podcast list somewhere. Um, I don't know what episode. Sorry, guys. I can't have you on that one there. But um, check it out with Harry. Um, wonderful chat there with him. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Big B Media. Earth had a reset. Something happened. Exactly. That's what I was trying to refer to. The resets. Uh, there was an advanced human race. Put us back into the Stone Age as we reset. Yeah, so that's what I'm sort of feeling. There's going to be some sort of reset or something that's thrown us back again or whether or not we were planted again to sort of be an observation because these crafts are flying around and they all more so seem to be observing or studying us in that sense, I sort of feel. Otherwise, they'd probably be a bit more interactive in that sense. Um, uh, we are closer to Cleopatra than she was to the building of the Sphinx. Fair enough. Um... Big bees, uh, even the whole pyramids held aligned perfectly with stars thousands of years ago. That's yeah, it's a good, um, good topic on that one there. Like, how do they even know to sort of 
really align them really well. Um, there's obviously something there that they've understood, um, some sort of maybe technology, some sort of knowledge there that you know that they've that's been lost over time, or has been hidden either way. Um, let's see what they. Um, the theories they have is laughable, but something happened. Oh, they look, there's definitely lots of things here um, that's laughable, but there's oh yeah, also there's a bigger picture here that we don't just don't understand. Oh, excuse me. Electric cars were around far longer before for gas, but greed and oil production was more important. Yeah, you know, yeah, greed's taken over the whole world, and that's why it's thrown us under the bus here with where we are today. Because um, you know, electricity was a, a big thing back in those days, and you know, if you go by the rumors of Tesla, with his knowledge there, apparently he had, you know, free power. You know, uh, inventions there that sort of would have changed the world in that regard, it, like benefited humanity itself. But unfortunately, you know, the uh, the the big production companies there wanted to go and make money out of something. So, like, what what are you going to get out of free energy? You know, it's um. It's a shit world we sort of live in, you know. Greed is a, a bullshit thing. We should, shouldn't even be a thing, you know. Should be uh, we should be living in love and prosperity in, uh, in that regard, you know, because I can't see the advantage of being like, you know, having tens of billions of dollars in your pocket for what, you know, just to go and see it, just wave it around, showing everyone how big your dick is because you got the most money in the world. Like, no one really cares. Um, you know, all these people here, us, the middlemen, you know, working every day, working our asses off to try and make a living there. And yet everyone's sort of struggling to even have a decent life. You know, you make the most of what you got, but corruption in the in the world is just, it's horrible. I hate it. It's, you know, everyone should be having a, a free life. Why should we be so, why should we be slaves to the uh, the corporations? But Unfortunately, that's how the world rolls, and we just got to roll with the punches there. So it's shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can keep going on about that. Um, but um, yeah, so where do we go next? Um, I'm trying to think where I can go next now. Uh, the only species to pay to live on a planet, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 shit. <laughs> um, where do we go from here now? So uh, we're talking about disclosure. We're um, talking about the US and that. Um, where can we go? Any ideas on where you'd like to go next, guys? Um, I've got a little bit of time on me. Um, and still, so want someone get someone in here? Come on, like click that link in there. You should be able to join in on the on the stream. Like I, I least I hope it works. Um, to get you in there. Um, you know it's um. You know I sort of feel like the whole world always shuns the whole things they don't understand you know like i was saying before you know skeptics don't want to believe anything else than what they see with their own eyes um you get the odd person here and there that's sort of open to the ideas of things and that but then you got the people who are probably a little bit too open-minded and believes everything is ufo or paranormal a bit too spiritual minded maybe <laughs> i don't know um but you know there needs to be a bit of a balance there and i just Again, like, I want to just go and touch on again, like, you know, be critical on what you see, even if it's on social media with the videos and CGIs and crap like that. Footages, um, you know, computer generations is getting really, really good now, uh, especially when we're coming up into the quantum sort of 
AI and all sorts of shit, things are going to get really hard to tell what is and what's not CGI. Um, I've had a few videos there where I've sort of thought, oh, wow, that's very convincing footage, you know? And then it wasn't until I go through the comments there and then someone else points out something there where it's like a bit of a something doesn't work out. And it's like, holy shit, how did I miss that? And like, then you look at the footage again, you're like, wow, okay, that was really convincing. And now that you've pointed out what, I, what that is, it, yeah, um, it's 100% fake. And it's like, oh shit, I just got, um, I just got done here. And, um, and I consider myself pretty hard to go and sort of throw the, uh, the rug over, you know, to sort of, believe something on social media um but yeah so things are getting really hard especially with some um, new engine that's coming out there for you know creating games and footage and all sort of, that sort of stuff um is getting really convincing what they can do with the environments there um i don't know if you guys would be interested and i can throw a link in the in the uh in the threads here for you to go and check out like where we're at when it comes to to video game footage and all sort of stuff um cgi all sort of stuff because it's becoming amazing and um, obviously it's going to keep getting better. So for those who like might have actual evidence, you know, of something that's undeniable evidence, you know, on their, on their behalf of their capture, you know, it's probably going to look like a CGI in the future. And then they're just going to be getting told they're fake crap. So it's, it's at that point now where any convincing evidence is going to be still held as possible fakes unfortunately so and again that's thanks to all these cgi idiots who keep creating these videos there to go and you know throw, try and trick us because they're creating the fake content there and no one's gonna believe them. it's like you know the boy who called wolf you know <laughs> that sort of thing um uh, so going through the the comments here again um Military industrial complex messes us up. Yes, especially with the US, they're very focused on military. I think China and lots of going through there. Um, you know, obviously we've got to have, we've got to have our defenses and such like that. But you know, the last bloody what? Uh, when was Vietnam? That was sixties or sixties, I think. You know, what's that? So what's that? Uh, top of my head, was that fifty? No, sixty years now since. Sixty years since Vietnam, like you know, the world's have been at pretty well peace with everyone around the world. So there's no reason why we should have like a bit of a military complex about the world. You know, I understand that you know we need to up upgrade our technologies and such like that, but why make it to the point that we're threatening each other? Um, to me, that's just a war is not needed. We don't need it. Um, you know, I especially don't want to go through a war in my lifetime, let alone my children's lifetimes or anyone's lifetimes in that matter in the future. Um, as we all know, you know, with historical wars and that, no one wins really. Um, the damage is always there. But, you know, yeah, um, peace comes at a cost, as they say. Um, anyway, uh, so Christmas come back. Uh, when do you think it will happen? Like UFOs land on Earth and start interacting with the world, or do you think it will never happen? Um, look, honestly, I sort of feel like if it gets to a point where it is World War Three, I sort of, oh, well, I hope that we'll sort of get some interaction. Because, as you know, from past, um leaks and reports there you know these ufos have been hovering around the um these nuclear sites nuclear silos so whether or not they will they're like you know 
if you go through the reports, so they, you know, it's at the point there where they were ready to push that button to launch these nukes over to where they were going. And these UFOs have sort of come in and gone, turned off their silos, you know, cut, cut everything out from the alien so they can't launch these nukes. So I sort of feel and I sort of hope that when it gets to that point, if it was, was coming into World War Three, and I think there was a report the other day on the news that, you know, China and uh, Russia are talks of bloody launching nukes or some shit. And it's like, well, why? Like, why is it going to escalate to that crap for? And so I'm, uh, I'm hoping that whatever is there looking out for us or looking after us, observing us, we'll do the same again and switch them off and stop them from using these nukes. Because, um, again, no one's going to benefit from it and everyone just, be, like, you know, as soon as that one nuke is launched and it lands, there's also going to be retaliation from mostly America and the rest of the world. They'll be sending nukes everywhere and then we're going to be going into a uh, nuclear winter across the whole world and, again, no one wins. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping it will. If it gets to that point, that's where they'll probably land on the in front of the White House and wherever you know, and go, "Hoi, stop your shit!" And we've had enough here. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're going to take over, or, or you know, either way, that's what I sort of feel like where we might get an interaction with with um, whatever these beings are or crafts are. Um, Curasia Trooper. I'm just going to call you Trooper. Um, that's where Avi Lowe project we need to succeed. Uh, I can't remember where you were referring to me on that one. Sorry, mate. Um, but um, I sort of feel like you're on the same page with me. Where, like, you know, it's we need to open up the reality of what these are. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things you can sit around and wait for, isn't it? It's a pain in the ass. I hate it. But because um, obviously, like I was saying, you know, the evidence is there from. You know the public's eyewitnesses, witnessing accounts, and like, how is that not good enough evidence to the public of these things actually happening? You know, not everyone's crazy, not everyone's on drugs. No one needs to be in a crazy house or a nut house in straight jackets because they're questioning their their mentality because they've seen something. You know, um, I should also point out that um. You know, well, with my first experience, that I, uh, if you've been here since the whole show, thank you for sitting in. Um, my that wasn't my only encounter. I've seen um, a couple of things now. You know, of these, well, I don't know whether you want to call them that satellites. I, I'll point out again. Uh, I'll say this: I haven't seen anything do anything phenomenal. Like people report they're seeing these things doing zigzaggy sort of stuff, or just zipping off and disappearing over the horizon or wherever at phenomenal speed. I haven't seen anything on that. And I'm hoping one day I will, because um, to me that's that's you know that's gives more credibility to what um, what I'm doing. I've only just seen objects that I can't identify because I can't explain what it could possibly be. I can have an idea what it might be, but again, then the evidence sort of outweighs that and goes, look, it's not really that. Um. So the other experiences I've had is mostly just like a light going from one side of the horizon to the other side. So this one went from west to east. And look, they covered the whole sky within probably about two minutes. And if anyone knows, like, you know, uh, the ISS goes over, on a good day that goes over in, within five minutes. You know, that's that's a decent amount of time. Or, you know, because then it goes and fades off into the other side of the dark side of the Earth, like most satellites. Um, you know, so... 
what I've seen there, it's, just, it's too fast um, for what any neutral normal satellite would do. And um, I actually put a report up on the the um, UFO page there I got um, the other night because I was out there having a few drinks there with some mates and that. And we I saw one object going about probably that same speed. You know, it covered the whole sky within about probably about two minutes. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't go from one side of the horizon to the other because just from where I've seen it, followed it, and it's going extremely fast, faster than your average satellite. Like this thing was hooking along bloody fast. And I put and go, what the hell is that? Check that out. And you know, it's going across the sky, and then next minute is the second one, but it's like a little bit further across the sky, and so they're both sort of going the same speed along with each other, and um, it just faded away because it went out of the sun there and into the dark side of the earth. So, what that was, I have no idea. Um, I can try and speculate on what they could have been satellites. People are saying it's Starlink, it's too fast for Starlink, Starlink's going 30,000 Ks. This thing's probably going like maybe 50, 60,000 kilometers in the, across the sky. You know, because the average satellite travels around about, yeah, 30,000 kilometers an hour, depending on how far it is from the Earth. You know, you've got to take in that, that detail there of how close it is into the Earth and the speed and the trajectory it needs to do so it doesn't get sucked back into the Earth's gravity. Um, so, yeah, whatever those objects were, I don't know because they were bright. There's no signs of any, um, you know, the normal navigation lights or anything like the plane. Just two bright lights. Probably this, nearly, if you look at, go outside and you look at Venus, there's probably the same brightness as that. Like they're, they're pretty bright, pretty obvious. So they stood out. Um, so that was quite good to see something like that and go, wow, okay, we've got something else here. Um, so, um, uh, Hellhath, g'day. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it says, hi, Anthony. Many thanks for all you do. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, what's your thoughts on the CE5 protocols? Seeing love and the best wishes from Perth AU. Yeah, great. Thanks for tuning in. CE5. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not skeptical. I hate the word skeptical. I'm critical on the thoughts of this. Like, obviously, there's a lot of opinions and thoughts and experiences on this, different opinions. And for me personally, I haven't tried it properly. We were meant to go and try it when we went down to Lake Mondoran. Um, but obviously we were two in the moments and talking and, you know, whatnots and didn't even get a chance to do it. I'm not against the idea of the CE5, but because I haven't done it myself, I can't really give my opinion on it. Um, but going from other people's experiences on the CE5 contact there, um, again, it's sort of my critical objective mind sort of things like, well, what are they looking at to sort of say they are getting some sort of contact? Because you got... Like as long as these people uh, have an idea of what's in the sky and what to see or what to expect in the sky in that nature, then if they're seeing something that's not of our usual sky observations, then it could potentially be something. Um, I just haven't seen any footage or any real sort of um, evidence to really back their claims that the CE5 does work. Um Look, I'm I'm all for for the the spiritual side of things like some sort of vibrations and connections to whatever is out there, um, whether it's a thing or not. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I sort of feel like there's a thing, but um, yeah, again, like it depends on what they're seeing and to claim it as a actual contact because you got the satellites there, and then you might have the odd um, people are aware of geostationary satellites. Now these are satellites that are hundreds of kilometers out away from the Earth and they're geo locked to a certain point on the Earth. So these things will rotate around 
on that point, observing the Earth directly on that point and go with the Earth uh, in the rotation. So they're locked there. They don't just like not, they're not like the normal ones you see there going along the horizon, uh, the sky. And they all sort of rotate, and you might, if you're lucky enough, if they've got the right angle, they will flash. And it looks like a camera flash in, in space, basically. That's how bright they can be. It's a pure bright white light of a little flip and disappear. Now, if you've seen some of this, you can sort of um, observe it long enough, hopefully, and you can time it. So the mostly I've seen is probably like, you know, 8 to 10 seconds, somewhere around that sort of time. You can go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and it'll go flash like within that sort of time frame. So, and I sort of feel like if people are doing the CE5 and they're seeing that, they're probably thinking that, you know, they're getting some sort of like flash from there going, hey, we are here, g'day. And, you know, the next bit they're going, hey, yep, CE5, it works. And, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, yeah, in my opinion, there are just not enough evidence there to really back up that it actually works. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a real hard one to sort of get a real good opinion on. But if um, people want to claim it works for them, then it works. But unfortunately, we just don't have the technology there or anything that's really um, that will really help us give that evidence out there to go and really say to justify that it does work. Um, so yeah, that's basically my opinion on that. Uh, going back to anonymous here, I got in contact with a person on Facebook that was. Hang on. I got in contact with the person on Facebook that was with me that night. I hit her up about it. She didn't say anything like it was still my fault. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit lost on where we're going with that one. There, I was 16 years old at the time, 1989. Um, I'm 50 years old now. She was 13 years old. Okay. Um. I think I, I'm guessing just going to get more detail on what your whole encounter there is. So, I'll, yeah, I look forward to um, hopefully get in touch with me. Send me a message through Facebook there. And we'll chat a bit further on and we'll look into getting you on the show at some point there and, um, yeah, have a chat. Because, um, like, obviously, yeah, look, there's a lot of experiences out there and that. And, um, yeah, the more the merrier. So, yeah, guys, don't forget to go and share this podcast out again. <laughs> get more people's experiences out there. Um, Look, guys, um, tell me what your thoughts are on the on what you think of the podcast. Yeah, I, I know I've got a lot of improvement to do with myself here. Um, I'm not great at talking. I'm horrible at it. <laughs> I, I go off topic. I can talk crap and um, really bad at explaining things. So I hope uh, you're uh, sort of making sense of what I've been trying to explain tonight. It's um, been a good practice for me, so it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, guys, I'd love to get your opinion on the show, what, we, what you'd love to see in the future for the show. I do have ideas there, but... Um, some things sort of cost money and I'm not one to go and ask people for money um, because I'd love to go out there and go and sort of do a bit of a documentary sort of thing. You know, go, go on a bit of a UFO expedition, a bit of a hunt. I don't want to call it a hunt because we're not hunting them. But, you know, a bit of a sighting expedition, you know, and try and see what we can sort of capture. Um, I'd love to do that, but that, again, that sort of costs money. Um, you know, it's... Again, it's, I don't like asking people for money, but if it is something you'd probably like to get down the track there, I, I'll think about it. If people want to sort of like, you know, help sort of donate and sort of fund in towards it. Um, again, it's like, oh, I feel, yeah, asking for money. But <laughs> if it's something you guys might like, I'll try and look into it and I'll see what I can try and do on my own budget. Um, um, but like, because like all I want to ask from you guys is supporting the show and sharing it wherever you feel necessary to go and share it and help. You know, get the content out there. 
basically the only thing I'm getting from all this to sort of get money from is like the ad revenue, and that's about it. And I'm probably like getting like what 50, 70 bucks a month out of it. Not that it's much, and I don't um, not care for it, but you know, it just um, helps cover the show a little bit there for the audio and subscriptions here I'm using for StreamYard and whatnot, and just helps cover a few of those little costs there. But yeah, again, I'm not really much for asking people for money, but look, if it is something in the future you sort of want there, I'll sort of, yeah, maybe ask. <laughs> See how I go with it. Um, but again, guys, like, oh, I'm just, uh, I, uh, your support here, just um, listening to this podcast and getting on the shows, talking here in the chat here, that, that, that to me is all the support I need. Um, that's where I, what I love here. And um, I appreciate it. Pr- appreciate you all here for, um, yeah, even just putting up with me. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, look, I really love doing this. It's it's um, something I really enjoy. And obviously, we're trying to figure this all together. Um, obviously, everything's all speculations and assumptions here and ideas and whatnot. Um, obviously, there's no idea out there that's wrong, in my opinion, because, um, you know, there's, um, there's just so many different aspects of this whole topic that could be right. You know, that little 1% of that information that's right is a, a step closer to getting the truth, you know, until we sort of, um, yeah, get them landing on our front door, basically, then they'll hopefully get the truth out of them and get more, a bit more of an explanation. Um, but, yeah, actually, there's one topic I can sort of go on. Uh, abductions. Um, that's a good little one to go for. My theory on abductions there, and also going through... Um, you know, different theories there, people I've talked to over the year, the years there with in regards to abductions. It's been a bit of a mixed sort of, uh, what would you call it, a mixed relation when it comes to abductions. You know, some people are saying they had ex- good experiences there. Others are saying they've had horrible experiences there. Um, I've had some there where it's like very violent, you know, and aggressive, uh, whereas others have been very pleasant, you know, they've been very feeling safe and, you know, and it's like, well, there's no reason to feel threatened. But I guess that's up to the, the person at the time who was being abducted, whether they feel it's like, um, whether they feel scared and are very defensive on the whole thing. Um, but yeah, where do we go with the abductions? You know, it's like, well, what are they doing? Why do they need to abduct us? Uh, that, that's sort of where I got the theory there. Like, we are like a bit of an alien ant farm and they're sort of studying us, whether there's some sort of something in our gene that they're sort of, looking into to try and take uh um you know uh <laughs> some sort of genetics from us you know something that's of interest and um you know it's like why when they're sort of like so intelligent and so advanced than us like well, how is it they can why do they need our genes of interest in that sort of aspect What's the concern there? Like, uh, you know, some people want to complain they're they're doing like hybrids or something like that because they're from another galaxy or not, not another galaxy, but another system, and they're a dying breed or something that they can't breed anymore. You know, different theories such like that. So you have to use our sort of genetics to go and combine with their genetics to create these hybrids, so they can sort of keep coming in, um, uh, so keep on continuing their their race in a sense. Um, but for me, like the, the scariest part about the whole 
abductions thing is like you know you just don't know when it's going to happen or if you are even an abductee sometimes and some people just go through it their whole life not even knowing but yet or some people wake up and sort of go i think i've got abducted you know they start questioning what's been going on um while they're asleep you know that's the that's to me that's the scariest part because you've got no control over the whole situation and what do you do like that's just that's all like that's our defense like you know when we go to bed we we lock all the doors and we think we're safe yet these guys just go through walls and roofs and whatever and just whether interdimensional i don't know they seem to be able to appear out of nowhere and just take us to their ship or you know experiment do whatever they need to do to us and then set us back in their beds um and erase our memories to the best of what they can and sometimes they don't erase our memories and some people are remembering the whole encounter to me, that's sort of really scary. So, um, yeah, obviously, look, yeah, there's lots of different theories there with regards to abductions and whatnot. Um, to me, that's scary. Um, Helena, have you heard? Uh, so, Helena, Hell Hath has got um, another comment here. Have you heard of the Sky Three Hundred and Sixty Initiative? And are you aware if there are any plans to develop more in Australia? I'm not sure. I'm really aware of the Sky Three Hundred and Sixty Initiative. Is that regarding the the holograms that they keep people keep trying to uh, bring into existence there with this fake invasion sort of thing? Is that what you're trying to get at? Um, Christopher's got you'll never know if you were or not. Yeah, at most points you'll never know, but some people seem to have the, um, sort of a uh, repressed memory there that sort of comes out occasionally and for some reason they don't even know, well, don't even know they were inducted until years later. Um, Nonomous is back. Uh, no point locking your car when you have a encounter. Yeah, well, that's another thing too. Like you know, these things can uh, wipe out our technologies. Um, the scariest part is like we're like being followed by a craft and uh, and it shuts down your car. And next minute, you know, you've got missing time and you're left there wondering what the hell just happened. Like because you know, there's like two hours missing from where you should have been home by now. Basically, that's a, that's another scary part. And it's like. And so it makes you wonder too, like between that point where you're missing time, especially if you're in a car. So you're driving around along the highway, whatever, cruise along, and it's like say it's 10 o'clock, and next minute there's this object behind you, you know, and you're sort of freaking out a bit, going, what the hell is that? Next minute you come back and you're back driving the car, and it's like two hours later. And so like, what the hell happened between that point? And like, where is your car during all this? Have they taken the car with you, with with them, or has it been left the side of the road or something? You know, what the hell happens that part? You know, that, that's to me that I find really interesting to figure out the whole in between point. You know, obviously they're being taken away and um uh, at that point. So it's like, well, what's happened now? Um, and also the other thing is too, like, well. These people aren't seeing any cars coming or going, you know, like for hours on end. So it makes you wonder, are you sort of getting put into another dimension or some sort of dimensional rift you go through or something like that where you can't see any cars in that matter? Uh, it's just really interesting. Uh, it's just raises so many questions of what the hell, like what the capabilities are and how do they do this? Um, is it magic? 
you know, it's it's uh, one of those things. It's really strange. Um, I'm hoping Hellhath got back to me there by now with a Sky 360 initiative. Um, I might just do a quick little search here, guys, if you bear with me for a sec. And I'll see if I can figure it out myself there. And um, again, guys, if you want to get in on this um, quick little chinwag here, hit that link there. I'm going to post it up again there. If someone's interested to go and get in there, you just have to go and um, accept all the stuff there if you're on your phone and whatnot. It just um, goes through a web browser. So um, this goes uh, 360. Uh, oh, yeah, Sky 360. Hang on, whoopsie. Sky 360 initiative. Uh, there we go. So, what do we got here? Uh, no, mate, it's a Sky UAP observation station. There's one apparently in Sydney. I think I know who you're talking about now. These are developers there are creating the cameras and such that, um, you know, they're creating cameras there and putting them in stationary points, um, with like they got like infrared, they got normal cameras. And they're just constantly watching the sky at twenty four seven. Um, if that's ones you're talking about, and they got a good, really good um, view of the sky around them, which is yeah, which is something we've needed in a long time. Like I had the idea there years ago to try and do this off, but I just don't have the technical technical background to even look at doing this. But um, so if I can three sixty a. So yeah, Sky360, let's just go and give you a bit of an idea. Uh, facilitate a citizen science project to observe the skies and all their phenomena around the globe 24-7 and provide harmonized, high-quality results and anal analysis available to everyone. Uh, develop hardware and software with and for the project community under MIT and Creative Commons license. Um, you can support them with that. Um, UAP tracking, that's that's them. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've spoken to them in the past there and I've posted it to the um, Australian UFO sightings page. And um, yeah, they've been really good. It's, it's crowdfunded and it's quite expensive there. I was nearly going to go and look into it to myself there to go and try and make one myself. But unfortunately, they don't make them pre-assembled. You have to go and have an idea what the hell you're doing to go and code them and put it all together. Like, I can put stuff together, but when it comes to coding and all this sort of stuff, <laughs> I'm at a loss. Um, and it, it was nearly going to cost like 10, 15 grand or something like that and it's probably more expensive now these days um, if I can get this on there so give you a bit of an idea there's a bit of a video here so that's probably um, if I can just no, stop it yeah, I'll get this a bit of a share screen so you guys can have a bit of an idea what's going on and have a look into it and that one there share screen ta-da ta so yeah, go guys. Have a look at this one here. What we've got. Um, this is a bit of an example of what they're doing. Um, bit of a snippet. So that's a bit better in the clarity as things rendering in. So that there, I'm guessing this here is the object of interest. And we're still going yeah, very slowly. Now we're rendering. You beauty, I love that. Um, sorry guys, we'll try and get there. Yeah, come on, internet. Australia are always on the back burner with the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, they're okay. The object's back here again. It's of interest. And I'm not sure if that's me trying to render in or if it's the actual camera trying to render it in. So, that's probably a little bit of an example of what a um, 
I guess those flashes of those um Oh no, yeah, it's moving. Oh, okay, there we go. That's interesting. That could possibly be well it depends on what speed, like what's the time? Okay, no, that's that's um, normal time going by the clock here up here. I was gonna think it says it a um A comment if it was feeling it's too slow, and is that slowing down? And it's kind of stopping. That is interesting. And of course, it's going to go to frame, or it's going to come back. How long have we lost on this video? No, that's about it. So if, if that comes back, that's going to be pretty cool. But it's just a um, don't you start trying to do that nonsense. Um, anyway, get rid of that. So that was actually quite interesting. Um. It sort of had a bit of a tail. It sort of looked maybe it was possibly going through the atmosphere or re-entry, basically. So um, it could have been a re-entry, but it sort of looked like it was starting to slow down. So I'm not really sure what was going on there. That's but it's, it's interesting. So this is the sort of stuff that we need. Some of this, as observing the skies 24/7, and to you know really pick up what we've got in these skies that's going flying around. Because there's some interesting, interesting stuff out there, and obviously, yeah, like I was saying before, people are seeing these things. Um, going back through the comments, there, I've got that. Um, uh, Chris was saying uh, Philadelphia experiment, that kind of technology, maybe. I'm not not really aware of that one either. Um, or do I? Is that the guys that are going around with the multiple cameras on this big stick and tripod and? Trying to capture things with different types of cameras. That's one. That might be the one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, again, look, it just depends on what they're capturing. On like, It's when people try to claim, like, you know, just a, a light going across the sky. Like, that could very well possibly be a satellite. And then they try to go and say, hey, we're capturing UFOs. Just to try and get, you know, the, the crowd content, you know. That's, you know, they're getting the clicks and they're getting the viewers and trying to get the interest there on it. That, to me, annoys me. Um, you need to go and show if, if you're out there trying to show genuine UFOs, you need to have something that's like you know, something in the sky that's goes across the sky, stops, and then changes direction, goes a different direction, you know, not something that just fades out of the sky or a satellite light and just in the speck in the sky. That 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 annoys me when people try to claim uh, something a UFO that's not really giving any real, you know, under undeniable capabilities in our aspects. Um, anonymous is back with maybe you. Uh, maybe we've got a fraction of their brain capabilities, and they can manipulate our own consciousness. Well, that's yes, another thing too. Like, um, it could be their technology that's sort of wiping our mind to manipulate, or you know, they have some sort of um, a, a psychological edge against us. You know, where they can sort of manipulate our brains. Because I've heard stories there where you like. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this stories too. Like we're well, one story that I'm really um, interested in on this one that I heard is this guy's on a farm, right? He's like, oh, I need to go check out somewhere down near the farm. Um, he's going down towards where his dam is, going check on the animals or whatever. And as he's going walking down the the track there to get down to the dam, there he's getting this real heavy feeling of like a, a um, sort of like a fear, you know, something like real. You know, even that sense there where he's like, he's like, okay, I'm this is something's not right here. You know, I need to get away from here. Something's really like telling me to get away from here this year because something's not right. And so he's got the, the fear coming through him and he's like, 
up, but like every step he takes, he gets stronger and stronger. And something's telling him to like turn around, go the other way. Do not come down here. And so obviously he's gone back and he's like, no, nah, I can't go down because like obviously the fear, the fear has absolutely overwhelmed him. And he's like, no, nah, I can't go. I got to turn back and went back up home. And you know, then the, as the further he got away, the feeling went away. So it's like, um, yeah. What the what the hell? Um, I see that comes up. No, you still come as a sure. I'm showing you up on the video here because damn it, I'm giving you nose. That's what you look like on my end. Um, so yeah, then uh, the next day he went back down. And he uh, didn't have any other sense of fear or dread of going down there. Um, but he obviously had a look around the dam and that. But he and he could see two imp- like a few impressions there, like round impressions in the grass, as if something's like um been on top of it. And it was in this spiral effect, like you saw, like you know, your common sort of um, uh, what do you call it, a uh, crop circle in a sense. But obviously, yeah, it's killed the grass underneath it and left this big impression on the grass, and it's in a swirling sort of effect. So, um, yeah, obviously, that's raised an interest. And then he's obviously um, reported onto one of the stories I've heard. Um, so go back to Hell House, so, yeah, sorry, yeah, but so yeah, the. Can they manipulate our consciousness? Yeah, absolutely. I still feel like they have. They can control our consciousness, our feelings and emotions. In that regard, they can take advantage of whatever they can do with us uh, to take control of the situation, which is um, another scary aspect of it. Um, going back to Hell Hath here, uh, thanks, Andy. The costs are a bit high through between $1,500 to $5,000. Crowdfunding seems to be the go for these things. Yeah, so... Again, that's one of those things there where if I was to go and really look into it, uh, to go and uh, set up one of these cameras here somewhere and sort of have it going, it's a, it's again, it's got to be one of those crowdfunding things there. That I can't afford it, unfortunately. I'd, I'd love to go and sort of be able to do this for you, but again, I'm not going to be asking you for money on it. I, it's just, I just don't feel it's fair. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, again, yeah. Um, going back to Anonymous there, um, damn it, I hate being anonymous. I must have done something when I joined the group. Um, I'll fix it later. That's all good. Now, nah, look, I'm not sure. It depends on um, if anyone else on my Facebook there can sort of comment. Give us a comment there if, uh, to the other users there on Facebook there if you can give us a bit of a tickle on there. I guess to make sure it's not just a Facebook glitch going through there or a StreamYard thing going on. Um, for some reason, it's covering his up. Unless you're watching through the Australian UFO sightings page, maybe, and you're commenting. It could be because the group's private. So it depends on where you're watching it from. Um, that's just an idea I'll put on the top of my head there. So um, if you jump on the encounters down on the live, uh, Facebook page itself, you'll probably come up as non-anonymous, maybe. But if you are watching through the Australian UFO sightings page there, which is getting streamed to, you might be coming as anonymous for that reason because of private group, uh, which would be interesting to find out. Um, so, yeah, if I can get some people that are on the other Facebook users there um, to go and let us know where you're watching it from, uh, which uh, streaming through. Um, but, yeah, um, look, where we want to go next, guys? I'll put probably about 10 minutes on there before we go on, um, uh, before we go and finish it up. Um, it's been, I'm, I'm actually surprised at myself. I've actually gone for this long and, um, um, yeah, I've, Geez, I think it's the longest I've ever talked. It's fantastic because it's a great practice for me. Um, uh, Chris has come through there, the Philadelphia experiment ship that disappears. Oh, I will definitely look that up, mate. That's something of interest there. 
Um, but yeah, guys, look, get in the, get in the comments. What do you, what do you uh, want to expect from the show? What, what would you like to see? Um, I'm open to all ideas. Um, who would you like to see on the the podcast here? Um, like I mentioned, I'm looking, I'm hoping to get uh, Shane Ryan on here with regards to the Westall experience encounters. Um, hoping to get him on the show there during the season. Um, also, we're going to get uh, Mary Rodwell on here as well. Um, I'm going to look into getting a Damien Nolan there as well. Like, obviously, there's a, there's a little hope to get these people on there. These people are busy, got lives and that, whether they're interested or not. Um, hoping to get them on there, you know, because like I want their opinions, their thoughts, and their experiences and whatnot. Because um, you know that's where the credibility is. I feel in this whole thing, you know, people's experiences, their encounters, their um, their point of view, their perspectives. That's that's the interesting part. Um, but yeah, I just want to get your opinions on the show, where we want to go with it. Um, I've got a few ideas there. Um, like I said, I want to go and maybe like start looking out there, doing a few expeditions. Um, I did the the uh, Lake Monduran UFO expedition there. We've got a few of us out there, which is absolutely a great event there. If you haven't listened to the podcast on that one, I did a quick little episode where I, I talked again. <laughs> it was quite good. Um, just recollecting the whole event of Lake Monduran, which is a good uh, good episode there. We did, we did see something interesting out there, whether it was a satellite or not, don't know. Um, no, you're not. Hey, Chris, there we go. Chris, uh, not anonymous anymore. Which What's your, um, your feed there? Where were you watching from? I'm curious on that one. We is this through um in Canada and under podcast page now, or is this through the off loss page that you were with before? So um give us an idea where you're watching from, mate. That's I'm curious as to where you will got that feed from. Um but otherwise, yeah, look, um guys, I I'll probably just go and recommend it like some places, um sorry, some um some of my sort of feeds that I go through when it comes to uh, my comments. Yeah, I forgot the content I go through. Um, uh, so, oh, yeah, you were right. So, okay, so if you come up anonymous, if you're watching through the Australian UFO sightings page, right, oh, there we go. Um uh coming from trooper there doing a good job aussie view on this is so needed i appreciate it man look there's not much comment there um and content there in regards to australian content there but there's a fair few coming out now which is great and everyone's doing a great job in their own regard and how they want to do things and that um obviously there's a lot more uh, knowledgeable people that get a lot deeper into this whole topic than me but um yeah obviously wherever you find your content there guys um yeah make sure you share that out there because um yeah, the more the merrier the because <laughs> you know australia doesn't get its involvement in ufos um need more into it um where are you actually watching there from their trooper i love to know where you're watching from mate um and chris is saying the australian one that you said yeah australian ufo science page yep right mate cheers for that so yep right we've got that narrowed down haha um so you're going to where i was going to say like the the few bit of the content that i sort of get my sort of info from um, if he's unaware of post-disclosure world, you've got UFO Jesus there. He he um, goes in deep with the UFO sort of things with the US there, DOD and all sort of stuff. Um, gets some good content out there. He's, he does a great job, um, which is great. Um, quite knowledgeable guy there. He gets very passionate about what he does. Um, he, gets, he, gets, he gets some moments there where he gets very frustrated there talking about it. Like I do, like you know, we want we want the credible credible evidence and such. We want disclosure. We want 
hard down evidence, you know, want people to be taken accounted for when they talk about their um their encounters and experiences they want. We don't want this whole stigma that's still attached to the whole damn thing. Um, so post disclosure wells one of them ones I get into. Um, podcast UFO. Uh, with uh, Martin Willis, he's good. He gets um his um few guests on the show there with some credible encounters there. Um, I used to get right into uh, uh what was that bloody show called now? Um, the Rojas Report. Um, you know, uh, Alejandro Rojas, he, uh, a few years ago, he had a podcast there. I'm trying to think what that was bloody called now, too. Um, that was a great show. They um, showed a lot of, they went through things that kept things credible down to, down to earth and instead of trying to go through speculations and whatnot. Um, you know, that was, that was a good episode. I don't know where they've gone now. I don't know why they've stopped. There was no real information on why they stopped their podcast. Um, but otherwise, um, yeah, that was a good show. Um, you can still get them on there on, on Spotify and the iTunes, and I think they're still on there. And another one's obviously the Black Vault there with uh, John Greenwald. Does a fantastic job there with his. He's attacking the uh, the DOD, trying to get freedom of information, all sorts of stuff, trying to get evidence released of the reports and such from military side of things in the US. Um, which we sort of need more of this sort of stuff on the Australian side of things, so we can get more Australian evidence out there. Um, another one there is uh, Grant Levac. Go and check him out there. He's um, doing his part there, trying to attack you know the uh, Australian government res- representatives there, trying to make sure get them on the same page as well as like trying to attack the government there and say, look, this needs to be a topic, make it a thing. Um, and unfortunately, like you know, typical Australia, we don't care. <laughs> no one wants to go and risk their careers and talking about a UFO phenomenon that. Might not even be real, so you know, no one in the uh, the US, uh, the Australian government wants to really give uh, any sort of interest in the in uh, um, back it up. Um, but yeah, I've had uh, Grant on the show there a few times in here. He's done a fantastic job there. What he's doing, um, you cannot like follow his content there, so you can sort of, like so you know how you can go and get into your local representatives there, so you can try and hopefully um, get in touch with them and show your interest in the encouraging them into pushing the ufo topic into the australian government um another one there's obviously got need to know with ross courtard and um uh zabel uh what's bryce zabel um they're pretty good there they um courtard's pretty passionate about what he does here it's good to actually have someone who's a um you know uh in the media itself you know as a reporter they're risking his career there and Really pushing for the uh, the the whole UFO topic, which is great because we need more Australian um, hierarchies or not hierarchies, but you know high rate high regarded people in the community that sort of really help push this through. So, but not not to say that we need to rely on them. It's just we need to rely on more of the public to get them to really start pushing for this. And so, I've got an idea. I want to uh, one of the ideas I want to do is I'm going to look at organising a um, a protest. I sort of feel like we need to sort of get together a bit strongly. Um, I'm going to try and organise this round. It's going to be very hard to sort of organise because I need um, people from all around the states and cities to really sort of get together there and organise their events. And I sort of feel like we need to really protest hard and start like going, look, Australia needs to go and take this seriously. We want the truth. We want 
the evidence and really sort of get this out there. Like, I actually, I sort of feel like there's to be a worldwide thing, but I sort of feel like if we push this in Australia, we'll hopefully get Australia to really sort of knuckle down a bit more and take it seriously that the public wants to know and deserves to know and should know because, you know, they're public servants to us, then that, to me, is um, should be uh, local knowledge for us. You know, that's, uh, that's freedom of information right there for us um, in that sort of regard. So, um, guys, if you sort of on, on the page with me there to go and sort of feel like we should need to do a bit of a protest, let's um, let's get into it and let's do it and um, really push out our point there. You know, we put our entitlements there. We have a right to know what's out in, in our skies, whether it be, you know, um, the adversaries or something unknown. You know, they've got some idea what's going on. So I sort of feel like, yeah, we need to push and make it more public knowledge in Australia. Get Australia down on the on this whole topic. Um, so Hell has uh, in the comments there. Thank you for show Anthony. All the best in your future endeavors. We'll be recommending you to our Perth UFO group. Please let us know if you ever come over to WA. Um, yeah, look, uh, I've got really no need to go over there, but um, you know, it depends on where this sort of career takes me on this sort of page, sort of stuff. If I'm um, getting invited over for whatever reasons, um, yeah, absolutely, I'm probably willing to go and travel around if um work and life sort of allows it so um yeah i'm happy to go and have a come over and have a chat wherever um sounds great um but yeah look guys um jesus talked on stop here for two hours jesus crikey i've never thought i could do that um but yeah look um guys uh unfortunately no one's wanted to come and join me for a bit of a talk show chat um i hope i'll get a bit more um organized with the next time for a um bit of a talkback show and try and get these a um, bit more organized and get down pat. But um, yeah, if you guys know of um, how to do these talk show things here, send us a bit of help <laughs> so I can get this thing working. Um, but otherwise, yeah, look, guys, um, I think that'll do us for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and getting in the comments there. Absolutely fantastic having you on here. Um, yeah, look, uh, I absolutely love the, uh, the the support here that you guys are doing for me. And um, I'll look into these things in the future. They're going to keep bringing you some great content there. And um, yeah, good. Guys, can't appreciate you enough um, helping support the page. So, um, yeah, keep going what you're doing. Share the page out wherever you feel. Invite your friends to the page. Um, if you know someone who's had an encounter who might want to share their experience there, please, by all means, send them my way. I'd love to have them on the podcast. And, um, yeah, guys, welcome to Season 4 of the podcast. I wasn't really expecting to get this far with it, but so, um, it's great. Um, really happy we got this far, and I look forward to doing more content with you guys. It's um, really good. Um, but yeah, by all means, guys. Um, yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on. I can't thank you enough. I think I'll leave it there. Um, if you want to go and show your support to the show, um, in your own way, there, like we do have some um online content that gives them you get your own little shirts and bumper stickers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we've got the online store there, or which is uh, in the contents there. Um, you know, um, yeah, just <laughs> that's up to you. I don't make any profits from the the, the um, online store either. That's um that gets yeah, lowest price I can do to sort of cover the cost of what they want to provide because print to print to purchase. So unfortunately, I can't do much on the prices there, guys. Um, that's best I got. Um, and yeah, again, I don't make any profits, and there's nothing. Like I said, I, I'm not against the making profit profits off this, but it's just not something I want to do. Um, it's not my interest. Um, but yeah, so um. 
yeah, guys, um, yeah, keep your eyes to the skies there and um, try and keep your heads out of the uh, the old YouTube and TikToks as best you can, I guess. As uh, Chris is saying in the content there, cheers, guys, look up, not down too much of the iPhones, yeah. Um, again, yeah, look, okay, guys, I'm going to shut up now, leave you still. Thanks again, and um, I'll see you on the next one, guys. Um, um, oh, yeah, actually, before I do that, um, yeah, so uh, live streams every second week um, it will be, so it'll be on a Monday. Just keep an eye on the page. I'll post it up on the page when we're going to do the next one. So um, all the best, guys. I'll talk to you soon and um, look forward to seeing you in the next one. All right, see you guys. I'm out. I'm going to go get myself a drink. I'm dying of thirst here. <laughs> get a dry mouth. Woohoo! All right, see you guys. Bye. And that will do it, folks, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget, if you or someone you know has had an encounter, then please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast. If you're a fan of the show, you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description. So thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hooroo! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.